Yo, Dirty Bird Nation, what's good? It's your boy, Southbury706. We have the legendary Gift Queen, and we have special guests. It's Tribbles. What's good, y'all? Yo, what's up? What's up? Everything's good, except for this damn weather. <laughs> and, and our team. Let's, let's not forget about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last week, we were, you know, fairly confident we go in and write the ship against the Carolina Panthers. And we thought that, hey, the guys be locked in. I personally thought after a scoring 25 points in a monsoon, wet balls, turnovers, that, you know, we could easily put up a, you know, 25, maybe 27, maybe even 30 points in mm. Charlotte. But that wasn't the case. So the Falcons go into Charlotte and we essentially lay an egg. I, I still don't get what's going on with this team. We have the, well, I do know what's going on, but we have the talent. We have the players. What, what are y'all's thoughts on the past game this week against the Panthers? Where to start? <laughs> I, got a, I, got a, I got a whole list of notes, so. Y'all I mean, I got, I mean, all right. So, first of all, Coleman, why, why did we keep doing that? He would try to run up the middle, run up the middle, run up the middle, run up the middle, <laughs> and he got stopped every time. It was like deja vu. It was like the freaking Twilight Zone. It just kept going back and back. Like, why do we keep doing this? Like, sorry. He's getting nowhere. Every time you run up the middle, they stop him. That just pissed me off. It was so predictable. It was like, oh, look, Coleman's lined up. Okay, guess what we're going to do? We're just going to run it up the middle, and he's not going to get anywhere. So that was annoying. Hooper. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, like, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you're a professional football player now. So I need you to get it together. I don't know the like technical term for what you're supposed to do. I think I saw somebody say you're supposed to flatten in front of the, of the defender. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know Sounds like, about the technical right. terms, but um, you definitely ran behind him. Matt threw it perfectly to where well, I mean, you were supposed he, to be. He kind of tripped too. There was a lot going on with that pass play. So but I he, mean, yeah. He never committed he to the route, though. I think that's I just think right. that's a consistency that he he never stuck with the route. So then you know, then you trip. Then Matt gets the ball there. It's, you know, Matt. I, in my opinion, the ball was a little late. I mean, not too late that I feel like he couldn't have caught the ball, but it was just a tad late. Mm, you you could say it was late, but it was still perfectly. I mean, it, it was a catchable ball. Yeah, if very he had, he very catchable ball. It was where he was supposed to be. Like he threw it. Oh, he's supposed to be right there. So, bam, he let it go. And um, as we saw, he wasn't there. And for those complaining that it was Matt's fault, you're all freaking idiots. Shut up. Stop watching Please. football. Go watch the Powder Puff League. Please. Yeah, we got we got a, a definitely a dozen tweets about people that are still trying to run Matt Ryan off the field. Yeah. To, to your complaint about the run plays, so Mike Conti at Mike Conti929, you know, everybody listen 929 the game. He said the Falcons had nine plays on second, third, fourth, and second or less and got a total of one yard in those nine plays. So in short yardage situations, we averaged 0.1 yards per play, which is unacceptable. Uh, the first one in the second half where we didn't kick the field goal because I guess Matt Bryant got hurt. If you go back yeah. and watch that play, which a lot of people started to notice, when you start talking about Coleman, I always thought you were talking about the fullback Coleman who got blown up on that play. So oh, part right. of it is, you know, we're kind of – a lot of the fans are kind of mad that we uh, uh, did resign our boy, you know, out in the bills flourishing. So 
Yep, DeMarco. Yes, I'm still pissed. I was pissed when we got rid of him. I was pissed when we played against him. I'm still pissed to this day. He was a key blocker. He also could catch the ball better than (coughs) Hooper is right now. I don't know. I think I think we have a decent fullback. I just think Sark's not using him like he should. I mean, well, that too. His run blocking that play was terrible. Like on fourth and on fourth and one, we have to have that, and he got destroyed. Marco could have done. I mean, that play, of course, but I just think like he doesn't get enough reps in my opinion. I mean, I think that's one thing I did like about you know our arch enemy uh, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan, Uh, he 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 utilized the fullback. (laughs) He utilized the fullback. He utilized everybody. Yeah. That's hate, that's true. Shanahan, but it, you know, you, you can't take away his talent. But he knew how to use each and every player. And I think with Sark just coming out of college, the, the fullback is kind of like disappeared in the in the college room. So I don't think he has, I guess, a lot of knowledge of, on how to properly use a fullback. I guess. Um, so I guess that's why we're not seeing him. But he definitely should get more reps. right i mean if we, if we want to see yeah and that that's my thing too is like why are why haven't we used him more it's just like he's been obsolete i understand i guess i understand that sark isn't big on fullbacks but what's the point of even having him on the roster if you're going to use him for like two plays again this is the whole thing everything is kind of boiling down to sark's personnel groupings his play calling his situational play calling. And again, I feel like that we are piling on him, but he is kind of the variable from this year to last year. Again, we have about 90% of the same players. It's just the person calling the plays can't seem to be able to dial it up correctly that we're averaging, you know, 30 points a game more last year, which is frankly losing us games left and right. Cause a lot of people are ragging on the defense, but the defense is actually doing their job. Oh yeah. Shout out to Keanu Neal. Um, I'm officially Miss Keanu Neal. I'm yes, now. I, saw, I saw that. Congratulations. Uh-oh. Congratulations. Uh-oh. Congratulations. So, you know, with the force fumbles, we had two. I think they credit him with one on Sunday, but I yeah. saw two. Um, so the mm-hmm. two force fumbles. We scored off one of those, and then the second one we uh, did not score. Of course, yeah. That's, you know, kind of right. the theme of the year. The defense is holding it down. They, they're actually improving from last year. I think last year they were ranked uh, 27th in total defense. Right now we're sitting around 15. This is kind of the – the defense that we prayed that Matt Ryan would have, but now the offense has uh, lost their souls. We can't score consistently. We can't stay on the field on third downs. We're turning the ball over at, you know, inopportune times. It's just very frustrating for myself and all of y'all who are Falcons fans. It's, it's like, what happened? I understand Shanahan was a big part of the offensive, but it's it, sh- it shouldn't be like this. This shouldn't be what it is right now with this team. Like, Again, I've said before, I feel like a dial-up better plays than Steve Sarkeesian at this moment right now. Right. His plays are so basic. Like, we have to talk about the third and inches and the third and one. And we pass the ball instead of running it because everybody was pissed about that. I mean, I was so annoyed with this game. Honestly, this is the first time I've ever done this. At the fourth quarter, I turned it off. <gasps> wow. Yeah, I, I was very frustrated I did. also. I was frustrated and I was so annoyed I've never ever ever done that before and one of our big supporters um, I think it's Mike Bell on um, Twitter he actually stopped tweeting he was like I won't see y'all till after the Super Bowl he got off Twitter he was so pissed and annoyed about this team and it's just like I don't 
I don't understand like what's going on. Well, I can't. I, I come to the podcast today with the answers, so I think that's like, you know, I, I don't have any intel inside of the organization, but I kind of can pay attention. I think we're four and four. Like this, this is the hot take of the week, and feel free to at me or tell me I'm wrong, but I know I'm right. I. <laughs> I come in after after watching us fall to the to the Panthers, which was hard because I'm in Charlotte. I noticed that not one team has beat the Falcons. That's the hot take. Like we have, like, I I can't honestly. I mean, you can argue the Patriots possibly, um, but I, I feel like in in those eight games, no one truly beat us. It was either we beat ourselves, you know, as far as penalties, as far as mental mistakes, or it was coaching. I, I honestly, I don't see any game, like, just from my knowledge, like, just going back that we, like, a team genuinely came into our area or we came into their, their field and they beat us. I mean, I know we have four losses and it made look, I mean, you, on a technicality, yeah, we got beat, but I don't think we, like, as far as, like, looking at, like, plays, we, we, it was basically on us, not the other team. Like, no one, and I, I stand by this, I said this in the beginning of the season, no one can beat the Falcons but the Falcons. And we've clearly seen in four games that we beat ourselves, whether it was through, you know, bad calls or mental mistakes like penalties, stuff that they learned in, like, what, Little League or whatever they call it. Like, that's the, that's the issue with the Falcons. The Falcons cannot figure out how to beat themselves. I mean, not to beat themselves, excuse me. So I'm, I'm not even gonna say it's a hot take. That's that's pretty accurate. I've said the same yeah. thing, whether it be on Twitter, or on the podcast, or just amongst my friends. Like a lot of people, are like, "Oh, y'all suck." Or blah, blah, blah. Like if you don't watch the games, you're not gonna understand what we're talking about. So obviously, as fans, we're gonna really, you know, heavily scrutinize our team. We're gonna know the ins and outs of our players as far as their pass block or play calling. But outside people say we suck, but it's like no. Like watching this game in the first half, I was 100% confident we're gonna win this game. Like, had, I feel had we not thrown that pick with the Hooper falling down, tripping incident, I, I feel that we run away with that game. But that, I feel, oh, yeah. was the, the tipping point. And, and back to Sark again, this is what a gift queen was talking about. So on that play that he threw the pick on, it was first down. It was first and 10 with about two minutes and 30 seconds left. And we had two, tur- two timeouts on the clock. Why did you feel you need to make a deep pass on first and 10? Again, I understand you want to keep people off your toes, but why not run the ball with Freeman? Okay, keep them honest and come back on second down and make that throw. It's like, okay, well, this is the look they're going to show us. We give us this look and then counter from that. That's part of the thing that Sark is not showing he can do is his decision-making. Again, there was another play on third and inches where we run a play action that was thrown to a Hooper, if I'm not mistaken. And Dan Quinn even came out and said he did not like that play. And Gift Queen told me, it's like, okay, well, you don't like this play. When you hear it come through the headset, why are you letting him do it? Oh, yeah. Or why, as a, you know, you're the reigning MVP, you can read defenses. I've watched you read defenses and, and, and audible. And, you know, when Matt Ryan's in that two-minute drill, we're scoring touchdowns. If you notice, every time we go in a two-minute drill or that, or that hurry-up <laughs> offense, we score points because Matt is calling what he sees. So I'm just like, when you get that call in your headset and Sark is running this crazy play, let's audible out of it. Let's go, let's go to what's going to work and let's get down the field. Like why, you know, and like you said, as far as with um, Quinn, you know, why are you allowing these things to continue to happen? They don't mean anything to us in the, in the press conference. We already got the L. Right. That's what I'm like. I'm like, you're the head coach. If you hear it and you don't like it, change it. Like it's not difficult for you to do. Maybe he did like it. Maybe he's trying to throw Sark under the bus for that. Who knows? We'll never know. 
But I also agree with you that we are beating ourselves. And that's what made me turn off the TV is like, we have this. Look at all this talent we have and we're just beating ourselves. And it's just making me mad because we all know. We all know, everybody and their mother knows that we're the team to beat. And yet we're sitting here beating ourselves and it's frustrating. Those penalties, y'all already know how I feel about fucking penalties. But like, pull, like, what the fuck? Why are you bear hugging that man like that? And that but you see, the issue to me, huge. I think, I think it's, it's because they're going out and they're trying to win. And that sounds like so cliche, but I feel like like last season, they trusted in each other. Like they, it was like, I'm going to play for my brother. I'm going to play for Quinn. I'm going to play for, you know, this team. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to play. I'm going to give my all. I'm going to give my heart to it. And then, you know, those transpired into wins, you know, and then took us to the Super Bowl. But I think this year it's so much focus on, okay, we're not the team that blew the Super Bowl. We're just, it's like, they're putting so much energy in the wrong things that I think if they just like, because like I said, it's a mental block. If they can get it in their head, that is just like, go play football. Like we have some of the best, like, like if we, I guess if we break down each, you know, position, we have top 10 uh, position players. You know what I'm saying? Like we can go out and we can smash any team. But again, I think this year is just like, you know, I'm not, I don't believe in the, in a Super Bowl hangover. I'm I'm starting to, I'm starting to, I don't know, man. Like this season is really making me. I'll never, I'll never admit to that. I, but I do just feel like it's a mental block. Like they're trying to prove something that we already know. Like you already know that you're good. You already know you the shit. Like, right. just go play. Just go play. Like, and if you play, like if you do what you're supposed to do, like if you stick to, you know, what you went over in uh, practice, it's going to it's gonna result in a W. But when you go out there and you start doing dumb stuff, you let people get in your head, you take four losses. So back to the thing with the penalties, again, a lot of people – weren't huge Mike Smith fans, but when it comes to the penalties, he's pretty spot on with not, you know, being one of the least penalized teams in the league. And, and that, mm-hmm. that comes down to coaching along with you said, Hey, you know, if you hear a play call, it, it doesn't help us to tell us after the game that you hear this play call, like, Oh, I, that didn't really do it for me. Well, why don't you say that when it's happening? Exactly. Like third inches, there's no reason to pass the ball. This, this is like a running theme of this podcast. You can go back to my Twitter last year, even with Shanahan, even when we were putting up 30 points a game, I would tweet, run the ball in all caps continuously. Just run the ball. Yes. Run the ball. It doesn't, man, it does not make any sense for us to be losing these games like this. Even before the season, they they rated us as one of the top, like you said, one of the top uh, teams as far as talent-wise, player for player, roster-wise. So it's just not making any sense. And the sad thing is, is that we could possibly get it together, but it's just going to be too late. I'm going to be kicking ourselves, looking at the games we lost in just the stupidest ways, thinking like, damn, we really blew an opportunity. Because essentially, once you get to the postseason, you know, everybody's zero and zero. It's all about getting there. And we 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 had the opportunity to be there record-wise, and we just flat out blew it. And that's going to piss us off, piss off a lot of fans. But, you know, we got to be patient. I feel that, you know, like Giff had said before, where – we're kind of spoiled. We, we want things now. You know, last year kind of was a blessing in disguise, a bit of a gift and a curse. That, hey, it showed us we had the talent to get to the Super Bowl, but we weren't ready to, I guess, take that leap. Right. I think we were, but again, that that guy in uh, in San Francisco, I feel, uh, blew the game for us, just that like a lot weird. of guys do. Yeah, he was definitely for himself. 
That's why I'm I'm not on the bring back Shanahan team. Um, Shanahan's Me a self-centered. He's a self-centered guy. He was he was there for Kyle. He did all of that for Kyle. He didn't do that for the Falcons. So, um, and right. you know, seeing seeing how that game ended, um, you clearly saw that he was doing everything for Kyle and not for the team to get a win. So, um, that's just my thoughts on Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, we're still spoiled. Hell, I'm still spoiled. I'll admit it. I am so spoiled. I want all the wins. I want to blow out everybody, and I want to fucking run them over with a fucking dump truck or sweeper truck, whatever. One of those fucking transformer things. I want to do that. I still want to do it now. I know we have Sark, but I'm still like, shit, we still have the talent to do it, so let's do it. But, I mean, we all... They told us it was going to be harder this year. All the critics, everybody, they said our offense was going to suck this year. And, well, they don't, like, super suck. And they don't actually really suck. They're just like, eh, this year right now. Uh, I said we're going to go one-on-one against Carolina, and I still think we're going to go one-on-one. And then we have all these games, you know, left, and I still think we'll make the playoffs and still – you know, Ooh. go back. To the, we'll talk I, about that I know, later look, on. Look, I, I would wouldn't be surprised if we go again, hit win ten games. It's gonna be hard, and they're probably all gonna be ugly wins. But I wouldn't be surprised. I know it's like hella difficult to see now, and hell, I could be wrong, but I don't no, know. I think I can't. I came in the because I think the prop the issue too is, um, I, I guess once we get to the tw- the Twitter segment, um everybody's going crazy because they had these unrealistic like goals or like thoughts that we were just going to go 16 and 0 and it's going to be a cakewalk into the playoffs and we're going to go back to the super bowl and beat whoever 28 to 3 like that's that was never going to happen so it's like you got to be realistic like we're sitting at 500 midway through the season we have another half to go our team is clearly saying like hey we know we're we're not like we're playing like shit but we know we gotta get better so as a fan, all I can do is say, all right, well, you can pay millions of bucks. Fix it. So, I mean, it, it's, it's plenty of time left in the season. Plenty of time left in the season. Yeah, but we were saying that against the Jets, which we, we got that done. We said, hey, this was the big division game, our big two-for-one, put another team down the division while elevating us, and we laid an egg. Like it's no, I mean, but it, but it's a division. It's a it's a rival. It's a it's a division rival. So it's, it, I mean, they're going to come out with a lot more intensity. I mean, it's a we're on the road as well. So I mean, it wasn't in my opinion. You know, coming off of that, like you said, that monsoon of a game, I was expecting a win. But I also was realistic. I understood that this is a division game. Like Carolina's going to come play hard. Like you know, this, yeah, is, but this is their Super Bowl kind of. You know? I get that, but we shouldn't. We should be able if we force two turnovers. That should be like statistically the team that wins the turnover battle. Like I said, another cliche, they win the game. It's almost like how in the Super Bowl, when you have a quarterback that finishes with an almost perfect quarterback rating, you should win the game. But like that's inexplicable, man. Like that's that that's the kind of things that I, I think honestly is going to be a little. It's going to be one of those a little too little too late things where. You know, we start playing good, but then it's going to be like, oh, well, you know, if y'all want to blew that game against the Dolphins or, you know, lost to the Panthers or lost to the Bills, and y'all be like, hey, in the playoffs, but, you know, be on the outside looking in with nobody blame for yourself, so. I mean, but I, I hear, I guess I hear that argument, but then at the same time, like, you, I mean, look at the stats. We're one game out. Like, if we if we beat the Cowboys, we're in, in the season in, ended that night, we're, you know, we're the wild card team in. So, it's, I mean, I, I get I get that. I get it. What what have you what have you seen this year that 
makes you think that we're going to play well against the Cowboys? It's all about, to me, it's all about runs in, in the NFL. The team that goes on to win, they usually go on a run towards the later half of the season, and then it carries on into, you know, um, the playoffs. Like, I mean, this is a bad example because we saw what happened in the playoffs, but look at the Giants last year. You know, the Giants started off very slow, very slow, ended up at 11-5. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, the playoffs happened and the drops and Green Bay and all that. But, Oof. I mean, it's all about it's all about runs at the end of the day. If you had you asked week, what, eight, would the Giants be in the playoffs last season? Somebody would have laughed at you. I get that. That, that dropping, may... oh, I mean, look at the Saints, 0-2. No, no, I see what you're saying, but you got to think they played their division is – Last year was wild. It's kind of improved this year, but like, look at the NFC South historically. It's only had one repeat winner for the division, and that's been Carolina. So our our division is extremely competitive, as you can see. Everybody thought the Saints were going to be hot trash, and they're at the top of the division right now. And, and that's my my only worry and concern with making this "quote unquote" run that we have to make to get where we want to be is, in order to beat the Saints, we're going to have to put up at least twenty eight points. And there's nothing that they have shown us this year that has shown that we can put up 28 points. Sark doesn't make any justice at halftime. Our offense doesn't click right. The play calling is bad. So that's that's my biggest worry. Unless our defense all of a sudden starts scoring points for us, that's that's my biggest concern. If we can't come out next week and show that we can put up 28 points, it's a wrap, in my opinion, as of right now. You know, my feelings could change later, but that's just just what they're showing me, man. It is and what it is. I, I haven't I haven't given up yet. But you know, we we can put up 20, 28 plus points and we kinda have, but you know, uh penalties got in the way. <laughs> but that's you part know? of it. That's part of it though. So, <laughs> From the top down, we have to fix that stuff. Right. Like, it starts with DQ. Like, you can't have Brian Poole giving us a 15-yard penalty on a big play. Like, stuff like that. The way that we're playing right now, we don't have the room to make those kind of mistakes, and that's from the top down. If you don't like the play call, don't look, let don't let it go in. Yeah. You know and what I'm saying? This game, I mean, we have people that are going to want us to discuss this, so I'll be the first to bring it up. The uh, Julio drop. <laughs> um, you know. I didn't watch that live. I saw it on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I mean, that could have helped a little bit. Yeah. I'm not mad at him dropping the ball because people drop the ball all the time. Like some of y'all are awesome. about, about, yeah. Toy Lolo. <laughs> Toy Lolo. Brick hands. Toy Lolo. You six foot something can't catch shit. What's wrong with you? I'm sorry. Well, okay. Kind of emotional. To, to Julio's defense, again, very catchable ball, but they said that is his, according to ESPN stats and infos, that is his first drop in the end zone since 2012. Right. Again, it was the, the worst possible time to have that happen. But I mean, historically, that's something we, he could have probably closed his eyes and caught. It's just the way that our season's going, that, that didn't surprise me. Like, Oh, yep, he dropped wide open touchdown pass. Oh, yep, that's the, the Falcons of 2017 right now. So. Oh, yeah, and I blame four verts for that. I know you're listening. He's, he, um, is four verts is four verts a girl or a boy? I, I don't know. know. I, I saw them today. Uh, shout out to four verts. Y'all trying to get to 10,000 followers. I'm going to probably follow you, but, you know, yeah. just, to, just to represent. But yeah, well, shout out to you. 
Yeah, you know who you are. You said um, Julio, when the ball was in air, um, he said he thought it was going to drop. And so I blame him for the Julio drop. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, Julio, he dropped the ball, and he's been playing injured, like, this whole season. He's played on a broken foot, you know, or hurt foot, whatever. Like, he's a beast still. He still is out there getting us 20-plus. He got us, like, 20-plus yards three times in this game. Mm. Um, so shut up. Stop blaming him. Stop wanting to trade him and chill out. It is what it is. Now, quickly on that, on the 20 yards, which is uh, considered an explosive play, uh, this this great stat came out today, which is shocking a lot of people, apparently, in the uh, in Falcons Nation, Dirty Bird Nation, is that the Falcons are actually third in most explosive plays in the NFL behind the Eagles, Rams, and Patriots. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't well, look like it. I mean, if you look at it, it, it makes perfect sense. Like, okay. Julio had a long catch, couldn't capitalize. Uh, last week against the uh, Jets, Coleman had that long run. We did not score a touchdown on that drive. It's just like that. Like, we'll get there. I feel like we're reverting back to, I don't know, 2012 through 2014, if I'm not mistaken, where we had problems with the red zone. Like, we're, we're making the plays. We're getting close. It's just once we get down there, again, the play calling is questionable. The only time we should see a jet sweep is if we're up by like 30, like up by at least a touchdown to 10 points. Cause that's like a ha ha ha. Let's, you know, try to do something funny. Let's try to get some yards. But if we're not winning the game, that, that play has got to die. Well, like we need to RIP immediately, him. immediately kill yeah. him. <laughs> Didn't he do it again this game? Yeah, he did it. He did it again. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a bit of a drive staller in my opinion. Like, I get it, you're a college coach, but dude, man, if any time that you want to listen to the fans and pundits, just stop, please stop running that play. Like, you're, you're I'm almost tempted not to go to a game this season just because of that one play. Because if I see that play, I might just walk out. I mean, I, they got my money at that point, but you know what I mean. But yeah, stop, please, you know, hashtag ban the Jets week. Ban the Jets week. Shout out to our boy. Uh, let me find this name. He's trying to help us put in some work with the uh, Dirty Board Nation report. Uh, uh, Falcons New World Order. Yes, formerly known as Broken Falcons Fan 66. We uh, called out on the podcast. Oh, you, you guys made him change his Twitter name? I don't know. If we made <laughs> him change. I, I think he was just, you know, trying to reinvent himself. Shout out to him. He's actually trying to help us with the podcast, things like that. But he wanted us to talk about uh, former coach Brian Billick's comments that he made on Twitter, which I found quite uh -huh. interesting. Being that it seems that uh, Sark is a recurring topic of discussion on this podcast, mm -hmm. he said that he thinks that the offense we run is too basic. He said, Kyle used pre-snap ships, motions, alignments, and angles to create opportunities. No creativity at all this year. Because he was replying to Rich Easton, who said the Falcons need to scrap everything they're trying to do on offense and get back to the basics. So I quoted Brian Billick and said, could you put in the application, please, sir? Okay, I'm kind of backtracking what I said a couple podcasts ago, but I understand that we got to have some uh, continuity with the OC. We can't fire these guys or they can't leave every other year. But I feel if they thought this is what it's going to be and this is not going to work, 
if they were going to let him go, they should let him go at the bio. We still kind of had a chance to get things on the up and up. Now, some people are saying that we should fire Sark and hire Gary Kubiak, who uh, retired last year due to the health issues, but said, I mean, you know, the right team, the right quarterback, he wouldn't be willing to come back. So I want to know y'all's thoughts on the uh, the Sark thing. What, what are y'all's uh, takes on that? Because I got one that I think is pretty interesting. I think it actually worked too, but I'll let y'all go first. Um, I guess I'll take it. Um, I would love to see uh, Kubiak come in, I, but I, but I think, I think just with the kind of guy that Quinn is, because I mean, everybody was just like puzzled when we brought in Sark. I mean, it was just like well, they were pu- puzzled. We brought in Shanahan too. I mean, but uh, granted, Cal Shanahan was quarterback killer, but like he also uh-huh. produced as well. So I mean, the Shanahan hire was, I mean, it was interesting, but it kind of made sense. Um, Sark, you know, with him not having any. I guess, experience in the NFL, and we had just blown this Super Bowl. Clearly, we're on this redemption tour. We want to come back. We want to come back strong. And to basically go get a no-name was very puzzling. But um, and I think for me to bring in Kubiak, I think that would be very smart, uh, but more so as like a mentor uh, type of thing for Sark. Not nec- I mean, of course, you'd probably be making all the calls, but I wouldn't necessarily – I mean – Quinn sees some potential in him, and I, and, and in my opinion, I have to trust the process with Quinn. Um, so it's something that Sark has that he sees that we don't see currently at this moment. But I think it may be something to kind of pull, you know, yeah, coming in to kind of pull that, whatever that hold is, I guess, on Sark to pull that out of him, and maybe we can get creative with that playbook and trust trust his process um, on offense. So I'm all for the hire, but I'm not necessarily get rid of Sark with with that hire as well it's more like kind of let him be a mentor train him you know train him up kind of what we need him to be that's a that's a good point i didn't even think about the mentor aspect so that would be kind of cool just to have an experienced coach you know being that he's a head coach and i'm just going to assume at some point he was a coordinator to help just get things on track you know kind of like you said a consultant or even if you know it doesn't work out just have him in place to take over next year just to kind of see some different things on offense, like, hey, maybe in these situations you can use this as a counter or show this look and come back with this or run this sequence of plays to produce a little better. That's actually pretty, pretty good idea. And, and to that point also with Sark, or not Sark, with uh, Coach Quinn, I think that he's a bit loyal to a fault because even though like he, he might hear plays he doesn't like or even the sequence in the Super Bowl where we didn't run the ball but like five times second half, I think he trusts his coaching staff too much with the exception of Richard Smith last year when he took over the defense. But again, like Sark's his guy, they go way back, but it's like, Hey man, this is, this is, this is man's game. We can't just say, Hey man, uh, I trust you. I'm gonna let you figure it out. Well, bro, if it's not working, there's gotta be some changes made. So. Yeah. I'm not just trying to fire Sark in the middle of the season and go with a whole new, guy because then there's going to be a lot of adjusting you know well, players are getting to know but but the argument with that is not to cut you off is that if it's not working at least we can start it now so we don't have to have a full season of adjusting you know what i'm saying so you have at least let's say let's say hypothetically fired him tonight at least you'd have half a season to get all that because let's say they're like all right you know what the season's a wash or whatever at least you have that time to get things adjusted so the players are familiar with them so you can go into the offseason with a plan. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that it would happen, but I could understand the logic behind that. Right. Yeah. 
I can see that, but yeah, not right now. Like if we ended up going like four and ten, and then no shit, four and like <laughs> eight, and then they fired him, I'd be like, okay, cool, whatever. We're, the season's done. We're not getting anywhere. I would do that. I mean, but, we lose yeah, this game Sunday. If we lose this game Sunday, this season might be done, man. I don't. Okay. We, we, we gotta see. I, 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 I'm just, I'm just not on the. It's over for the Falcons thing, and it, and it's not even me being naive because I'm one. Of, I, I like to consider myself one of the like most logical Falcons fans, but one of the, excuse me, one of the most logical Falcons fans. So like, it's a couple more of us out there, but yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I don't see a, I don't see an L on Sunday, but if an L comes on Sunday, I don't think that's the end of the season. That's just my personal stand on it. Um. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, if if for me, I'm just like, you know, I'm not trying to trip too hard because I do be tripping sometimes. But I ain't trying to trip too hard until the fat lady sings. You know, like I can't I can't do that to myself anymore. But we were going four twelve. I think I was tripping like every game. <laughs> but now I'm just like, uh, until the fat lady sings, I ain't trying to lose my mind yet i know some people like chance chance 2k11 that fool has browns nation as his name what? now what the fuck <laughs> he, he's yeah. an emotional guy he's a very emotional guy when it comes to this team he's more he's like on his period when it comes to this team you know he'd be pmsing oh. <laughs> so, listens, listens to a lot of drake i'm, I'm guessing probably but yeah, I, I'm not trying to trip yet. But Kubiak being on, um, like what Triple said, if he comes on as like a mentor and stuff and kind of slides start his playbook and kind of stands behind him and whispers, run this play, I wouldn't be mad at it. I think that looked kind of crazy on the sideline with the, you know, with him standing directly by him whispering. Well, Quinn ha- has him up in the um, in the, in the booth. booth. Yeah. yeah. You know, although yeah. uh, I saw an interesting tweet today that was saying, like, basically, uh, Sark does better on the sideline. So I'm just kind of like, uh, can we get him on the sideline? Yeah, because that was weird because Shanahan did better in the booth. So that's interesting. I, I don't know. I assume, I figured it'd be better to be in the booth because you could actually see, like, the whole field, I guess. I don't know. Oh, somebody made a comment um, about like that tweet it was basically saying like I guess from his time in college he can get a feel from the players like just talking to the players like hey this is what's working this is what I see so kind of being able to get that that feedback on the sideline is kind of helping him um, so maybe that's what the sideline thing is and he's not really getting that in the booth but you know I'm all for uh, team sideline this Sunday because I want a W. <laughs> All right, we'll see. So let's let's run to these uh, tweets. Let's get this uh, Dirty Bird Nation report popping right now. So I guess I can start it off. Hey. Start it off. Okay. Well, a lot of these are people I don't follow. So I think Tribbles knows that if you say some stupid, stupid crap, I just don't want oh. to see you. Just like uh, your the Georgia boy, keep on sloppy, bro. That dude was fucking wilding, like that that twelve year old dude or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> Talking about he was Thomas Deku back in the Falcons. He got big mad. Oh, he got quick. pissed like, at us. Oh, was like, that the guy that had the um, like that was a screen grab for the podcast? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah. was so angry. I was like, Doc, like, are you serious? Like, oh, we're just joking, but he's like, yeah. Nah, bitch, nah, hoe, you a hoe, I'm a hoe. 
I ain't no hoe. Y'all ain't finna rank up. I'm like, bro. Your like, mama a hoe. He said, y'all sound like y'all smoke cigarettes every day. We were like, dude, chill out. Like, bro. Every other every other tweet was bitch that bitch, bitch this bitch that, but his his profile said hashtag God first. So, uh, shout out to you underscore Kimosabi too. We are praying for you. You know, hopefully the, you get your anger issues together and you stop following our team because you don't know what you're talking about. So yeah, and you're probably gonna still listen even though we sound like alleged cigarette smokers. Shut up. And you're probably a virgin. So, all right, let's find the wow. uh, let's find these uh, newest <laughs> these, these newest tweets to add to the collection. So, what you got? All right. So this is from Falcoholic DW. Ooh. He saw some people suggesting. Oh, we... I saw that one. I saw that one. This is a yep. good. One. <laughs> we fire Dan Quinn. Mm. Trade Julio. Wow. And move on from Matt Ryan. So get rid of the Falcons, the, the team. Turn, turn us, turn us into the Cleveland Browns. That's what they want. Because you just turned, he just turned away the three pieces that make this team. Dan Quinn, Julio, and Matt Ryan. Okay. So, what do I have next? I have Big Corp. NY. He said Quinn is an awful head coach. Stop blaming coordinators. That's debatable. I don't. I, I, I would say he's a, a horrible head coach. The, he's still okay. He's still in his. Uh, this is his third year, so I feel like a, his he's de- a defensive-minded coach. If you look at how he built our defense up, like you know, in a couple of years we're gonna be. I'm saying top five, you know, top three defenses. He's a de- he's a defensive-minded coach, and I think that's kind of like. You know what you stated earlier that he trusts his team too much. I think he doesn't really know as much as we would like him to know on the offensive side. So he kind of gives the OC, you know, just plenty of room to do. So you say that it's interesting because remember that Mike Smith was a defensive-minded head coach too. Our defense was terrible, (laughs) but our offense was pretty good. So it's, I guess this is kind of how you, kind of how you, uh, I guess, delegate things. I feel that he's like. Almost feel like his headset doesn't get anything from the office. I feel like he he's focusing on something completely different. Like I don't feel like he gets those calls, but I think he does. Like you said, or like I said, trust his guys too much. Where sometimes you have to rein everything in. He was quick to do it last year with DC because, like you said, that's his wheelhouse. But when it's when it comes down to comes down to things like that, I think you got to let your quarterback kind of be the guy to kind of lead that. Like, that's why I was kind of shocked when Brian and Shanahan, they said they didn't really talk to Matt Ryan about it. So, uh, yeah, that's a side note. Back to the tweets, my bad. Yeah, right. And to, to y'all's point, like, Tribbles was there when we got him, and a lot of, you know, and a lot of people listening were there. And we were all very excited because he is a defense-minded person, and our defense drastically needed an upgrade. And that's what he did. So for y'all to be trying to turn on him, you know, now, like, y'all are all, we're all excited and, you know, virtual high-fiving and stuff. I mean, Falcons underscore Andy says, Matt Ryan hasn't been anywhere close to good this year. That's, well, that's a lie. That's that, was, that, was, that was all he had. Falcons underscore Andy, do you, again, who are these people? Why, why is our fan base like this? So according to uh, PFF, which is uh, highly regarded as good data. Sometimes they're wrong, but for the most part, they're pretty accurate. 
overall right now, Matt Ryan is rating as the sixth best quarterback in the league. Yes. In the league. So, so. And it doesn't have like a .7 like turnover ratio thing. Yeah, turnover worthy throws is .7, which is first in the league. Right. So like let's, uh, yeah, adjusted completion percentage is seventh. Pass rating versus pressure is uh, 13th. First to blitz is fifth. So, I mean, he's pretty bad at D passes, but I mean, everything else is pretty legit. So let's, uh, let's. Matt let's... Ryan's not the issue. Hashtag that. Yeah, we're because uh, we're third in the league in drops, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, Shout out to Austin um, Hooper. You know, just FYI, everyone that's doesn't like Matt Ryan, he doesn't throw the ball and then try to catch it himself and drop it. It's not on him. So that'd be impressive, but that's physically impossible. So in, in some my sweets. So this one guy that I see on the timeline, he's gonna get two for me. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go swarm boy low key Confucius uh, at Jalen Muhammad. So I know I think y- you talked to him. I talked to him last week. This dude mm-hmm. is like I don't know if he's related to uh, J- uh, Desmond Trufant, but bro, this dude be caped for him super hard. Like, oh yeah. Look, all right, triples. Yes or no? Does Desmond Trufant look like the player he was last year? Just from the eyeball test? No, absolutely not. Okay, so this dude swear to God, like oh. True Fox good, look at his numbers, blah, 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 blah. And, and this is one of the things I try to tell people. Like, I feel like you know, his picture looks like he might be young. I know respect, but sometimes it just takes time watching the game to understand how the game works. I don't care what the numbers say. I know what my eyes are telling me. On that play that Cam Newton scored the touchdown where he kind of fumbled. Well, no, he, Trufant, did, he did fumble. Well, he did fumble, but whatever. Doesn't, Trevor Trufant should have cleaned his clock. It looked like he was trying to kind of play patty cake with him. There's another play where a tackle could have been made and Trufant just hit the dirt. Like, I'm like, bro, like, I don't know if he tripped, but. And there's a third play that was similar to that where he didn't seem like he wanted to make any contact with anybody. So, again, I don't know if he's fully recovered from the injury, but. It's a mental thing. It's one of those mental blocks. He's been hurt. Yeah. You, know, you know, you think about uh, week one, uh, Tariq Cohen runs the ball. I think it was like on a sweep, actually, or on a pitch. Trufant's there squared up, ready to, you know, if he tackles and he leans forward. He was squared up with the quarterback. He, he, he grabs him and he tosses him into the end zone. So, again, it's that mental block with this team. Something's going on in the head. They got to get a fix. So, to his tweet, he said the Falcons don't need a linebacker, but I for damn sure would bench Campbell and Duke for Roquan Smith. Right, Duke, or not Duke Riley, uh, Devondre Campbell. Devondre Campbell was actually improve leaps and bounds from last year. He's actually playing excellent at linebacker. He's probably right now the most consistent player we're getting a linebacker. So to say that you would bench him for Raquan Smith is pretty egregious and shows that you don't really pay attention to the game. Now, Duke Riley, that's another story. Yeah, he 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 needs to get his life together. Maybe being hurt is going to help him improve as far as like watching the game, letting things slow down. But yeah, we're going to have him on so I can hear him cape for his boy Desmond Trufant. So uh, another one we got, there's this guy who's at his Julio Jones at Josh 3448. Um, have y'all seen this guy on the timeline? No, it's just mm-hmm. hilarious how these Twitter names are like all Falcon based, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, this dude said, my Rams are going to the Super Bowl. As is Abby is a uh, African-American child with a rise up <laughs> poster. I'm like, bro. <laughs> 
your your Rams like what is going on like yeah Rams he said my Rams are going to the Super Bowl so I don't know if you a Falcons fan you a Rams fan like hey we got a fickle fan base out in Atlanta it's really hard to to be a true fan it's disgusting get those people that come last year last year everything was rise up and in brotherhood and Abby's change lose four games coming to 2017 and now we're Rams and Browns fans so. I mean, it just comes with the territory, but you just stick with your team. <laughs> All right, we got another one. Mr. Matt Butler, 92. This fool said, he said, why don't we trade Julio Jones for two draft picks? Mm, Bruh, me. Two? We, do the draft, we do the draft every year, so we're going to get draft picks next year. Maybe you should have specified what draft picks they should be, but regardless, that's ridiculous. We're not trading in my opinion, which I've stayed on this podcast, the best receiver in the NFL for two draft picks. For what? He's only worth what? two draft picks. There's there's teams that would trade their entire draft for Julio Jones right now. Yes. A couple. Two. So let's two two is offensive. Trading it one and trading is offensive. No, but trading it for two draft picks? What is it at again? I'm about to it say. is Matt. Matt Butler, 92. So if you have figured out how to search tweets, go give him a holler and ask him what this magical uh, trade package for uh, Quintoris Lopez Jones that we're going to make. So speaking of fake-ass fans, uh, shout out to BH, hashtag find me later, at I am Brian Hudson. I follow him. He's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, he's cool. And he, pre- he pretty much uh, about fake-ass Falcons fans who snort. Cracking shit just amazed me what y'all niggas say out here. And I'm like, that pretty much sums it up. Like, y'all be out here just saying the most and doing the most about this team, man. Like, yeah. y'all need to, uh, I need to come to reality, man. Like, just, oh, yeah. just relax. I'm, I, again, I, I sound like I'm not supporting the team, but I, I just haven't seen anything that's going to show me that we're going to pull this off. And I'll be glad to be wrong, but just right now, it's like, eh. I believe it when I see it. We say that every weekend. It's it's uh, inconsistency. We're we're incons- we're consistently inconsistent. That's who we are right now. So I mean, but that's it, to be honest. I mean, that's this is not to knock my team. I love the Falcons, but that's I mean, that's a trend. We like it's a it's a scarcity that we're that we're good. Like when we're good, it's like oh wow, we're good this season. But typically, we're an average team. So it it to me, it was just puzzling to see so many people turn on the team so early, and I'm like. It's been worse seasons than this that I that I put up with. I'm like four and four halfway through the season. Sign me up. I'm still here. Like, so it's. I mean, again, you got a new wave and a new age of fans. Um, I think a, a couple of people that I follow are, are, you know, they're a lot older than me, so they've been fans probably literally to the um, from the inaugural season. You know, mm-hmm. they're not. You know, they of course everyone's saying this is not the team that we expected to see, but you know, they're not turning their backs just so early i'm like it's it's been worse it, it could be a lot worse we could be one and seven like the giants <laughs> you know yo that like, like I, I honestly thought the jets would go 0 and 16 1 and 15 or 2 and 14 but they're actually trying to make some with their seasons so somebody's tweet today is probably the weirdest uh i think it was am easy I, I think i talked about her last week she tweeted out this is the weirdest like the wildest season she's seen in the wild it's, that that is what it is so Got two more. I got this one dude I interact with on my other podcast. He gets roasted all the time because his tweets are horrible. Not even just voucher related, just, just life related. His tweets are terrible. <laughs> um, 
This is uh, at three girls, one Corey. He said, give Matt Ryan a top five defense and a decent OC. Y'all would be question, questioning this last year's Matt Ryan has always been Matt Ryan, which is true. Even without a defense, Matt Ryan has got us to the playoffs, kind of uh, led the team and taken care of us. But right now we're trying to find, uh, we're trying to find some balance. So last year, the offense kind of carried us. This year, the defense carrying us. Hopefully, and even though I kind of, I predicted our team to go 12 and four, which is another story. Oh, wow. But I think, bold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bold. Have we, look, had we not dropped them bum ass games we dropped, we, we'd be right on pace okay. for that. But I had us, I have us going 10 and six. Um, it was either 12 and four or 11 and five, one of those two. Just, I definitely said 10 and six. I thought, and now amongst a lot of us, I thought that it was going to be down to uh, Atlanta and Tampa Bay, but we see how that season's going on for them. So, um, I still like coming into the season. I definitely said ten and six, and that we would get into the playoffs uh, as a wild card. I never thought we were. Well, I won't say I would never thought, but I did think that it would be down between us and another team to get the uh, to get the division, and that that the other team would ultimately get the division, and we would get in as the wild card. Um, I'm still sticking with that. Um, my ten and six is still feasible. Um, and the wild card is still feasible if you ask me right now. So again, it's a yeah, lot of we, to play. we we have to beat. We have to beat the Cowboys and then turn around and beat the Seahawks in Seattle, which is going to be a tall task because Russell Wilson's playing on fire right now. But um, part of it is with the Saints, they kind of really lucked out that they didn't have to play a Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers team. And even looking at it now, like yep. that that defense is a lot worse than we thought it was. Like, shoot, with Shanahan, we might have scored 60 points in the boys because those, those dudes aren't looking, looking great. So... The last tweet I'll read off is from a new follower, Touchdown Buttons at TD. She said, some of us are going to need a drink, a joint, or an orgasm, or Jesus after this game. Pick yours. So I thought that was pretty, uh, <laughs> probably pretty accurate. And one dude replied, why well, we got to pick one? So yeah, it like, was I definitely a. Every game. All the vices. <laughs> Either I'm so I'm so excited, so I'm celebrating, or I'm so depressed. I need something to pick me up. So like, yeah, I always need all three of those. So I love that. Yeah, team. I gotta so go find it and retweet it and like it. Yes. Yeah, so go go. You know, this is my recommended follow. Go follow Touchdown Buttons at TD underscore Buttons. Show show her some love. You know, let's let's invite her into the uh, Falcon Twitter Illuminati, so we can all uh, you know get these hot takes off. So yeah, I think that's uh, actually you know what so. This last one to turn to my uh, kind of wish list of something that's not going to happen that I think could work out. Again, it's not going to happen. If it did happen, I wouldn't be mad. But how, so you were just talking about Tampa Bay. A lot of people thought Tampa Bay is going to be the team beating the division. I know y'all saw that wild ass uh, Jameis Winston oh, pregame. Get your mans. Get Get your mans. Well, oh, I think man. I think the coach had enough because Jameis will be out for a couple of weeks. He's probably done for the season, though. So that could help us. But yeah, but get your man on. Deshaun Jackson was in the background, like look, like looking like, bro, this is what I signed up for. Like this is this what we doing now, bro? Like, like you sucking on your fingers, like that's supposed to motivate me. What the hell? You're in front of a bunch of grown men. First of all, you've been touching balls. You probably been shaking hands with a bunch of sweaty dudes. 
Like, bro, why are you putting your hands that deep in your mouth, bro? Like, dog, like, no. And then he brought out the wind symbol for wind. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. Oh. So, yeah, all y'all, if y'all are Falcons fans from Alabama, get your mans. Just go ahead and take care of that. But, 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 to that point, a lot of people are saying that Mike Smith uh, ran defense for Tampa Bay is not cutting it. And then the head coach isn't cutting it. So in my twisted fantasy world, Uh-oh. yes, Uh-oh. I would I would love to see Dirk Cotter back as our office coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. It's not gonna that happen. Only- it's a hot take. Look, Dirk Cotter's first year, Dirk Cotter was the OC for Jacksonville for a long time. Dirk Cotter's first year, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan had his best career as a pro, minus his MVP season. Part of the reason that Dirk, I feel Dirk Carter got let go is when we had the injury apocalypse where our offensive line just was decimated to the point where there was one game where Tuiolo had to play right tackle. So that made our offense look bad along with the, uh, at that time, our version of the jet sweep was the Julio screen pass that they ran all the time. A lot of people weren't happy with that, but I feel he had to do those kind of things on offense because he didn't have the protection. So he's actually a really good offense coordinator. Plus, he didn't have the running game that we have or the defense. So, I mean, if if somebody wants to sell their soul to get us Dirk Carter, if you were to get fired next year, because that would be one of the things of continuity. Like, hey, he kind of burned out as a head coach. He knows Matt Ryan. They have continuity. And they actually, when he came in as opposed to Shanahan, they actually, you know, talked to him like, hey, is this kind of guy you want? Can y'all work together? And that led to his best season at that time. So I could see something like that working because hey they they have repertoire they have they've ran plays together they know the, the terminology and they've been together before and they've been successful so in my perfect world if somebody wants to sacrifice yourselves to make that happen i i wouldn't mind seeing that so uh that tweet actually came from uh only one jj22 josh Josh is yeah. like the best. Josh is like the like when I was talking about the the loyal, logical Falcons fan. That's Josh. Josh. Mm, I, I don't know about logical, but sometimes Josh be saying some wild yeah. shit too. That's about yeah. when I talk about Georgia. He do that when he's when he's talking college football. I'm like I don't know what the hell he's talking about. But most of his, most of most of his Falcons hot takes are like logical. Most of them. I mean, because- everybody has their day. I, I yeah. Shit off the wall too, so. Yeah. Mo- most of his, it, they are. They are. Because his tweet four or five hours earlier was get Sark the fuck out of Atlanta. So, well, three hours earlier. So, but I guess a lot of people are saying that. But yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people are saying that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing that happen. That'd be kind of cool. Because uh, you know, get get the band back together. So. We'll uh, wrap up with our thoughts on this week's game. I've already made it known that I, I don't think we're going to win this game. The reason I don't think we're going to win this game is because we haven't been consistent. We can't make adjustments after the half. We're already, what, one and two at home. Can't stop the run. Well, I, I'm not going to say that. We're good at stopping the run, but now we're going to be going against one of the better offensive lines, offensive lines in the NFL and – We're not sure Zeke will play at this moment, but let's assume he does. You know, he was last year's leading rusher, and he, very patient runner, and our guys sometimes get worn down. He's one of those guys that can break big ones or consistently break, you know, eight to ten yard runs that are just going to frustrate you, keep you on the field, and get you tired. Offensively, 
shoot, Dallas put up 40 points the other day. We haven't even sniffed 30. So, again, if we can't break 30 points, if we can't break 28 points, I, I don't think we're going to win this game. So, that's my take. Um, For me, I think I think we go in and we get the W. I'm, I'm, uh, I hope so. I hope I'm right. Pray I'm right. Well, I know I'm right. Let's put it like that. We're going to speak stuff into existence. I know I'm right. We're going to get the W Sunday. I think coming back home, you know, we're back on the turf. I know that, you know, that's a, a, a dig at us that we're a turf team um, or indoor team or whatever, but we're back indoors. Um, it's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans in there. I have a lot of family coming down to tailgate, so I know it's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans, but I think the, the the Falcons the Falcons fans are still that hasn't sold their tickets they're gonna they're gonna show up and show out <laughs> um <laughs> and I don't I don't know I just I just can see us stopping the run I don't think as far as um as far as Dak and his arm I'm not really looking or seeing any big shots down the field I think if we can contain the run um and you know our secondary just plays to their uh, best of their ability like they like they have been doing. I think it'll be a closer game than I would like, but I do see us pulling out that W and hopefully going on to a nice a nice win streak type trend type thing. I still have us falling two games, so for my prediction for the season. So I don't really know when that's gonna happen, but I do think we'll pull a upset, I guess, with um Dallas this Sunday. Uh me, I don't know. Shit. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Winning that's, or losing. That's how I feel right now. Like which game? It's it's like we're beating ourselves. We keep the penalties down. We can win this game. I mean, honestly, we keep them down. We can win. We if we kept them down last week, there's a high possibility we could have won. Don't forget, people, Matt Bryant is unfortunately injured. He was injured last game. We probably could have gotten some extra points up if he wasn't yeah, injured. We, we yeah. could have probably been tied late in the game had we not had to go for a fourth down. So, Yeah, I forgot to mention that earlier about Matt Bryant being injured. So we probably could have won the last time, but he was injured. Hopefully, prayerfully, he's not injured this game. and We, we can just get... signed a kicker. Yeah, Mike, Ma- yeah Mike, Mike Myers. Former state, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully, you know, we get a good kicker or Bryant is back. And we could probably do it. I mean, I talked to a Redskins fan because I am in uh, Redskins slash Ravens territory for the moment. Um, we discussed the game. He thinks that we're going to get the win. Uh, he said, you know, from his pers- I haven't been following the Cowboys, but you know, Redskins, Cowboys, that rivalry he has. And he said when people, when there's a guy pressuring Dak all the time that he doesn't perform well. So as long as we have a guy, you know, make, you know, getting pressure on uh, on Dak, he said like a safety or some, some shit. I don't know. I was half listening to him. I was trying to work and he was wow. just talking. I know. Bad, bad, bad gift queen. Whatever. <laughs> he said if there's a guy pressure in him, then he's uh, he, he underperformed. So we got Neil, we got Jones, Cool. if you don't get another fucking penalty, maybe you can do it. Um, and I think, you know, he thinks we'll be good. So I'm just like, I don't know, hopefully if we get it, yay. If we don't, you know, it just is what it is at this point. 
So if we lose this next game, it's about to turn to the uh, the Falcons 2018 potential draft picks podcast. So I, I want I want a guard, guard, guard. <laughs> I want that's I want a guard. Like we we need to get I don't know Spicer man. I don't know if you need to do some uh, different workouts, change your diet, but. Yeah, and that that's dude. not helping either. The O line, like I don't know what's going on this year with them. Well, but we okay, so we have played a lot of really good defensive lines, like week in and week out. Like yeah, Mac that, was Mac was getting whipped again a little bit this week. If y'all go back and watch the game, like he did good in pass protection, but there were times where he was just getting getting manhandled. But again, we've we've every week, week in week out, we've been playing very talented defensive lines. So give credit yeah, to those I don't know guys. if they need a. They need to eat their Wheaties or whatever they got to do, but come on, y'all, y'all got to get it together so you know Mac can feel consistently comfortable in the pocket. So we got me saying we're gonna take an L. We got Gift Queen and it's Shovel saying we're going to win again. I hope I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. But boy, oh boy, if we get this win, it's gonna be very tough getting that win to Seattle, man. But you know, it can, yeah, it can be done. It can be it, done. Yeah, it can. So, it can be done. It can. Yeah, their off their offense line is terrible. Like, but we have to be on our A, B, and C game to get that W. So, yeah, we got can Vic, you? we got Tack, we got uh, yes, Playborn. Tack. You know, Tack, is, Tack has been flashing, man. Tack is. I, I'm gonna say this. A lot of people probably said this also that I think Tack in the long run is going to be a better defensive end than Beasley. That's my yeah. personal opinion. Well, I mean, you can kind of. I think. I think co- the coaching staff feel that feels that way as well because I mean they're putting more Vic, Vic more in like linebacker situations. So I think that's. I think that's just like a general consensus, but it can't be said yet because taxing is rookie year and all that. So, yeah, I think everyone agrees, but it's just it's just kind of premature to say it. And it's no disrespect to Beasley. They're just they're built a little different as far as their their frames and whatnot, and Vic is more versatile where he can play linebacker with the injuries that we have. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I think Vic is more a piece to this puzzle that Dan Quinn wants to build. Uh, but we, we still have a ways to go as far as getting this defense to where we want to be. We have a, a lot of bright spots as far as defense attack. Grady Jarrett was a steal. Like, yeah. he was a great steal, I guess, in the fourth round, if I'm not mistaken. We got to get the cornerback thing fixed. I have no problem with the safeties, but I, I'm even even before the season like got started. Even though I said I thought we'd go twelve and four, I'm like, okay, well, this year it's probably gonna be a wash. But next year, I think it's the year that we make some plays. But my only concern is next year with the Super Bowl being in Atlanta. That's gonna kind of put an underlying pressure on us, especially after a what is going to be deemed a Super Bowl hangover season. So it's going to be more pressure next year. Probably easier schedule, but more pressure. So um, I'm definitely excited to see how DQ continues to build this team, even though, you know, we're having a rough patch right now. But I, I think in the long run, we're going to get to where we want to go. So Yeah, I agree. Cool. So, again, this is the newly named uh, Dirty Bird Nation Report. Uh, this is... At Southbreeze 706, we have its uh, Lethal Saint. Wait, damn. What is it again? Lethal Saint underscore. Yeah, that's it. And we have its underscore triples, correct? Yes, that's the Twitter name. So, Dirty uh, Bird Nation, Falcons, Falcon Hollis, all you out there, you listen to podcasts. Y'all rock with us, follow us, you know, interact. Oh. 
I got I got two quick shout outs I need oh. to do before we end. Oh wow. Um, just just two real, real quick. Um, Falcon Twitter, y'all know Canadian Bay. I was just about to shout yeah. out to yo. Send me that. Send me that workout plan. That diet. Like I'm not yeah. playing. She thinks so, I'm playing. Like I'd be like, yo, what's your diet? What's your workout? <laughs> she gonna, she gonna send you a PayPal request. Do that right. Free. Yeah. Wow. She, she charges now. Yeah. I actually. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I got I got a couple dollars. You know what I'm saying? Canadian Bay Highland uh, is good now. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to yeah. get. Ripton Diesel too, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we, we were discussing it, and I was like, you really, I kept pushing her. I was like, you need to start, you know, putting your meal plans out there and start working people out, and she finally did it, and she's charging, and that's what she does. She has clients online. She works out people on the regular in Canada, but um, she got suspended, her and a few Yeah, I was wondering other- how that happened. Yeah, people in the workout community that lift and post their videos of them working out and stuff, their accounts got suspended. And what had happened was there was some a group of like hating ass people who I, th- I think they're also in the lift community or something, but they made a group me and they targeted people to report to Twitter saying that they promote violence and all this stuff. And so Twitter suspended all of their accounts. Canadian Bay made a new account. Canadian has two eyes in it. I'll retweet her. I try to retweet her daily so she can get her followers back. I know a lot of Falcons people were like, where did she go? Well, that's what happened. Please go follow her at me for her fucking account. She doesn't have a thousand people's ads and handles memorized. So don't be mad at her if she, you know, isn't following you right now. It's just she doesn't have your fucking handle memorized. She wants, you know, to follow you again. So hit me up and I'll give you her new at. And hopefully she doesn't get suspended again. It was on some fuck shit. Second shout out is to Bree, B-R-E-E underscore loves with the S on the end. She, her baby is due on tuesday so y'all go wish her you know luck with pregnancy you know her vag is about to be ripped the fuck open oh man so that's how it works it was a, uh, but, i mean you could have a c-section <laughs> too you know that's, you look, that's an look, option y'all, y'all know y'all know i'm crazy so it's okay ah. look she's about to have a baby uh me and miss purdy 43 is that her name yeah miss yeah p-u-r-d-i-e 43 kind of brought the baby into fruition we kept telling her that she was going to be the first one out of everybody to get pregnant and she was like no y'all hoes are and we're like no you are and uh yeah she ended up getting pregnant so we deemed it the falcons baby so Hopefully, it's a smooth pregnancy, and the baby comes out very healthy and strong. It's a baby boy, so y'all wish her luck. Send her lots of love, and yo, we'll see ya, I guess, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, however fucking long it takes a baby to come out. Saturday. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You know, people so. be in labor for like 48 hours. You know, your mom's like, I carried you for 72 days. And I was in labor for a whole year, and you want to disrespect me like this? Y'all know how it is. 
Oh, well. oh. <laughs> All right, so this is the uh, Dirty Bird. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, 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 my bad. Skirt. My bad. Yeah, like, you know, shout out section. So uh, I guess first, of course, thank y'all for having me. Um, hope I hope I wasn't too boring. Um, Who else? Shout out to my best friend. My best friend's going to listen to this. My best friend's from Atlanta. Um, she, she, she has season tickets to the Falcons, but she's not really a football fan fan kind of sort of oh, so yeah. shout out to her for listening because she's gonna listen to this whole thing and like she doesn't she doesn't really know what we're gonna be talking about but thank hey. you for listening yeah definitely send to your people you know um yeah so my family that's gonna listen is gonna post this too like good looks for listening to this um and i think yeah that's it i mean follow me on twitter if you want to i talk about more than the falcons um me too i mean Falcons uh, Nation, the males, if you cute, automatic follow back. I do screen tweets. Damn. <laughs> you know, you know. Um, but yeah, like, so I'm, I won't say I'm like team follow back, but if you, if you, if you got some nice hot takes, you're not talking crazy, follow me at it's underscore triples. That's two B's and a Z at the end. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. So uh, finally, this is the Dirty Bird. <laughs> <laughs> they should report. Uh, this is Southie 706. Give Queen and his troubles. We out. Peace.